Welcome to the Lore Lumen Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Conley. On the Lore Lumen Podcast, we try to bridge the connection between creativity and philosophy in hopes to reawaken your sense of wonder. If you like what you hear and you want to find out more, you can visit us at lorelumen.com or become a member at patreon.com slash lorelumen if you're interested in getting early access to these episodes, product discounts from our store, and additional secret content only available to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I'm with Kelly Savoka, who is a good friend of mine and Aaron's, and today we're going to be talking about creative endurance, part two, because we had this conversation with Tyler Deeb earlier on the podcast, but Kelly is the type of person who, like so many other creatives, values originality and values differentiating herself from other creatives in the marketplace, but does so with product as much as she does with digital assets. So she runs a business called Cotton and Moss. And because of that, I wanted to have her on this episode because when you manage inventory and you're trying to get an actual business that has product off the ground, there's a certain level of creative endurance that I imagine is required that maybe is unique to that industry. So welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Okay, so the first question I have for you. In the history of your time working with Cotton and Moss, how much longer has it taken you to get to where you are now than when what you originally thought it would take for you to get to? That's a good question. So, you know, I'd started this probably about three, maybe even four years ago. And I would say that started from more of a research phase and then realistically two years ago and putting it into action. And it's always been a side hustle, you know, at this point. And that being said, you know, I've spent many nights and weekends pouring hours into it. But I think at this point, I would have thought that it would have been at a stage where maybe it wouldn't necessarily have to be a side hustle and that I could do it full time. So that's definitely been a bit mm-hmm. surprising and hard to, you know, to take in and, and realize, but that's just the nature of it. Yeah. For me with Laura Lumen, it's so funny how much there's a certain naivety that comes with having an idea where you kind of subconsciously forecast yourself to be a year after you've started. It took me at least three years to get to that point. And it can be quite frustrating how slow the pace goes for however many like late evenings and long weekends I've poured into Lore Lumen. It's so humbling to say the least of just how much it actually requires. It requires both like a lot of fast pace, testing small, testing quickly, but also like the patience to do that over a long period of time. Right. To see just little gains bit by bit happen. For me, that is particularly frustrating because I don't necessarily know the difference between whether I'm wasting my time or I just need to like make a pivot somewhere or if I just need to have patience. Have you experienced those same feelings and like... Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, how have you managed like 
for yourself, like behind the curtain, like wrestling with those ideas? Talking a lot to my dogs. That definitely helps me work through some things. Journaling. But I, I think, like you said, it, sometimes it's, it might take me longer to get to a point where I know I need to shift. It might take me, you know, the course of maybe three months to realize that I need to take a shift, but it's something that's always maybe been there in the back of my head saying like, is this working? Is this the right thing? And it's just, everybody has, it's sort of a time and a place and what feels right for you. And so for me, I've just had to, even though maybe I could have made certain shifts sooner, just feeling comfortable and being ready to take that shift mm. and knowing what that involves, you know? And, and an example of that would be last year when I decided to start hosting workshops and just knowing that, okay, if I start hosting these, I need a place to host them. How much is that, that gonna cost me? How often do I need to be doing these? And so, and then also what types of workshops do people want? So eventually it took me a year, but I got there and that is something that people are actually more interested in, more interested than yeah. products, so. Yeah. One of the things that I experienced early on with Laura Lumen is out the gate, I had a lot more confidence that I knew what would work compared to how I feel about that today. And earlier on, especially in year one of Laura Lumen, I made exactly only what I wanted to make, thinking that I could take as long as I wanted to take on that because as soon as it launched, people would feel as strongly about it as I felt about it, which ended up obviously not being the case. I can relate to that. Yeah, tell, <laughs> speak to some of those experiences because I know with Lord Lumen, I, I initially made these these stones that were had their own magical abilities and they're still available online, but they don't sell as much as the lower price point stationary goods that we sell. And I think that there's something that was a lesson learned in how long it took to develop the product of the stones for the reaction that they got after they've launched and have been out for a while. Yeah. yeah. I would say I did something very similar in that I started with a small product launch and it was based around mostly things that I thought were missing in the market, but I really appreciated. And so it wasn't solely based on me, but maybe they were missing for a reason. And that's because maybe people didn't want them. But so for example, you know, I'd started off working with different artisans to create beautiful handmade planters and handcrafted tools. And the one thing to keep in mind when you're doing those is they're small batch, obviously everyone's different. And so they're essentially like a custom piece of art. And so you're paying for that and it's at a premium. And you know, whether or not someone wants to spend $99 on a planter or if they want to go to some small shop and spend $45, you know, it's just adjusting for, you know, what people's expectations of that item and, and how they value it. And even though I thought these were really beautiful and they were totally worth it, it just from a market perspective, you know, it wasn't there. Yeah. For me, when I look at my peers who are either running their own brand or selling their own goods from hobbyists to professionals, all of our motivations are, seem different, but they all feel very strong and close to the chest to each and every one of us. So I'm curious, what is your key motivator? Like what drives you 
to continue enduring and staying up late nights and working on weekends on this thing that is taking longer than maybe you want it to take. Yeah. I think for me, the motivation is just how much I've already invested in it. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that, you know, both from a financial aspect and from a time commitment, you know, I've spent a lot of time on it. And you know, going to sh one good thing about going to shows is that you get to hear from people and hear their feedback. And so I've heard so many wonderful things, and that always is very encouraging. So, you know, it definitely helps to, you know, keep me motivated. And then, you know, continuing to go to, you know, for example, like going to Creative Mornings this morning and just feeling re-energized and saying like, yes, there are going to be times where you fail, but you know, if you can keep pivoting and, and keep figuring it out, then, you know, there is a, a chance that it can work. It's just believing in yourself. Yeah. And so I think more than anything, just having to be an entrepreneur, you have to be so resilient and optimistic. And I, I'm pretty sure that I, I have those qualities and that's why I've been able to keep this thing running, but it's definitely not easy. Yeah. 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 For me, when I think about what motivates me to continue with Lord Lumen, especially when, you know, you go through the seasons of, you know, at the beginning of a day, you'll think, this is good. We have, we have clear growth. I just need to be patient here. And then at the end of the day, I'm thinking, I am wasting my time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like growth is great and all, but does it count when you go from making $0 to $10? Right. You know, like, mm -hmm. are we still, are we even close to, you know, like a long-term solution here? You know, <laughs> am I crazy or am I, do I just need to be patient here? Like to think about what motivates me to keep going is that with Lore Lumen, it's the thing that I want to be doing at the end of my life. When I think about if I'd made all the money, what would I want to do? I would want to tell stories through the mystery and the f fantasy and the folklore and the fable and the fairy tale-ness that exists in the natural world as I've experienced out and living in the middle of the woods with Aaron in a yurt in Texas kind of thing. And I think if I made all my money and I retired, I'd want to tell stories like that. And so the endurance for me comes from knowing like, okay, it's taking way longer than it should. But if, it, if I can get it there in 20 years, even if it should have taken just five, then I'm great, you know? <laughs> and it's dangerous because all that type of thinking requires you to get there. Because if you've spent 20 years and you never end up getting there, then you're in a dark place, certainly. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to, I think for me, I've had to set very clear goals and what I've wanted for each year and, and deciding, okay, what is, you know, what, what's going to make me feel good about this, you know, in a sense. And so, you know, every year it looks a little bit different. And so, you know, this year it's focusing mostly on workshops and how I could be offering custom workshops because I see that whole and moving a bit away from product. So that wasn't an easy thing for me at all because I initially envisioned this as a full retail concept. You know, that was yeah. the goal. And 
you know, I think I've just had to come to terms with where, where I'm at and my, what my expectations should really be, you know? Yeah. Okay. So final question with, as far as you've come and as far as you still have to go, or at least it feels like as far as you still have to go, I know I feel that way. What would you tell younger Kelly who is just starting to think about starting Cotton and Moss? What would this Kelly tell a younger Kelly who's right at that cusp of, I think this is what I want to invest my time into and a portion of my life into? I think I would probably tell myself not to have spent as much time researching and just to start doing because I probably spent year and a half to two years just thinking about it and letting that stew and writing a full business plan, having a business coach, you know, just doing all of these various things. And had I just gotten out there, I would have probably maybe two years ago realized like, okay, maybe this initial product offering is not the right thing. You know, maybe by now I could have already have built up, you know, a full lineup of, you know, maybe 20, 30 workshops in the course of a year. Mm. But, you know, there's a time and place for everything. So maybe that just wasn't the right time for me. But if I were to start another business, I think I would dive in a lot quicker. And then I would also say, just from a marketing aspect, something that I had not quite anticipated was just how much time and money goes into marketing. And so, you know, an example of that is recently now that I've been doing this on a more regular full-time basis, I've probably spent more than half my time in marketing. And financially, it's also a really big investment if you really want it to be, you know, a bigger, a bigger brand. Yeah. Hmm. So if you want to find Kelly's work, go to cottonandmoss.com. The link will be in the description. I cannot recommend it enough. If you're into gardening, if you're into learning how to garden, but more specifically, if you're into experiencing the magic of gardening in a way that isn't the same thing as what you're seeing almost anywhere else, there's gardening content. I cannot recommend enough cottonandmoss.com. So the final question I want to leave you as my audience with is regardless of how long it takes for you to make that first jump into whatever passion or idea you may have, how much more can you achieve if you just jump versus staying at the top of the cliff and measuring and metricing should you, shouldn't you? Because I think one thing Kelly and I have absolutely come to understand is that you're stronger than you think you are and if it takes longer than it should if it hurts more than it should you're still capable of moving forward or giving up after the fact so i encourage you to jump i encourage you to fulfill that passion or at the very least strive for it thank you so much thanks for listening